1: Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well-
3: I saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go head, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead. There's four kids and I gotta take all they back. Get your kids But then they got their friends I put up in the bins They all got a but We all went to bed And then I had to pay If you f***ing with this girl Then you better be paid You know what? Take too much to touch her From what I heard she got a baby by Buster My best friend said she used to f*** with Usher I don't care what none of y'all say I still love her she a gold digger, uh, but she ain't missing when no broke broke. Uh, I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh, but she ain't missing when no broke broke. Uh, get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead. We want prenup, we want prenup, yeah It's something that you need to have And when she leave, she gon' leave with half 18 years, 18 years And on her 18th birthday found out it wasn't his Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh But she ain't messin' with no broke, broke, uh Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh But she ain't messin' with no broke, broke, uh Get down girl, gon' head, get down, uh Get down girl, gon' head, get down Get down girl, gon' head, get down, uh Get down girl, Uh, girl. gon' head saying you a gold digger, you got knees you don't want a dude to do the smoke but he can't hold up your sleeves but while y'all washing him, watch him he gon' make it to a beans out of that You got that ambition baby look at his eyes, this week he mopping floors, next week it's the fries so step by side, I know his dude's ballin' and yeah that's nice and they gon' keep callin' and tryin' but you stay right, girl, and when we get on you be for a white girl get down girl, gon' head get down get down girl, gon' head get down here. Let me hear that back.
2: Ooh, gold digger! You guys, that was the uh the infamous uh ex, Mr. Uh Kim Kardashian, Kanye West. How is everybody doing? I hope everybody's great. This is so bad, it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Thursday episode. I I get so lost during the week and, and Wednesdays. Now I, I we're on Wednesdays. Wednesday's crunch time, man. You guys know because Real Housewives of Beverly Hills comes out. And the Kardashians come out, like, right at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I just watched it. It's 10.38. I've tried to process it. And I'm about to spit out to you the entire episode for the last time this season. Episode 10. This is the last one that the Hulu show is doing. But just just in case you guys were worried, and I'm sure you completely were, um, uh, it says to be continued at the end of this week's episode. They're going to keep making more of these, you guys. blessed. So blessed. We've got Chris Jenner here in the background. Uh, this is a shout out to all you people listening on the podcast. Go check out the YouTube because I got a Chris Jenner image just right behind me, just looking over me like like a guardian angel, if you will. Do you guys ever dream about that? About having Chris Jenner represent you in some way? Of just you know, you always see. I always watch TMZ videos where like young rappers would get in front of Kanye and rap and stuff. I feel like if I'd ever see Chris Jenner, I would get in front of her and like do a podcast, like, you know, something to, like, show her that I got something special. Show her a sex tape. I don't know. Anyways, uh, tonight was the last episode of The Kardashians, and I gotta say, I'm just sad. I'm sad. feel like we we came so far, yet we have so much further to go. And these last 10 weeks, has it been 10 weeks? My God. I really gotta say, right off the bat, I did love this season. I did. I don't know what you guys thought of it, but I thought it was so much better than keeping up with the Kardashians, especially those last couple of seasons. Really, it could still be so much better, but the production value was high. Uh, we got less, we got fluff. We, you know, remember, this is all commercials for their products, anyways. Like last week, we got a 30-minute good American commercial, we got skim's commercials, we got Kylie commercials this whole season, we got Courtney, whatever She was she who was Courtney? Oh yeah, Courtney was the uh smell my poosh candle. The the collaboration we had all been waiting for between Kourtney Kardashian and Gwyneth Paltrow. Does anybody have that candle? Does it actually smell like Kourtney's genitalia? If anybody could shout, if anybody could let me know, I just would love to know if it smells like Kourtney's genitalia. Um, and I guess, really, at this point, only, like, a handful of people actually know what that smells like. I think we have a feeling what it is. It's got, I just got to smell, like, health stuff. Like, she does so many healthy things. I imagine Courtney's vagina smells like Arrowone, One, the very fancy uh, boutique grocery store in Los Angeles. It's going to smell like an Arrowone, One. <laughs> and it smells like one of those, the salad she shakes in the plastic bowl. I just imagine it smells like, like, leafy vegetables and... Wow, this is way too early in the show to get this dark. <laughs> Families are listening together, I'm sure. So sorry about that. Right off the top, I do want to uh, do all the plugs for this show. Uh, if you like this show, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can do both. You could also tell a friend about it. This is how this stuff is, is built, is word of mouth. We just started the YouTube channel recently, too, so you can go and watch this. You can, you can go nuts. Listen to the podcast, and then go watch the podcast. I know the Kardashian one, I believe, will be up on Saturday, Meditza said. We're going to put up the Beverly Hills one, which I'll record tomorrow. I think that'll be up by Friday. And then Saturday will be the Kardashians one. So listen to it like you're doing right now. And then on Saturday, go, hey let's gather around as a family and watch old old RB on the the YouTube uh, thank you so much to everybody that subscribed to the YouTube that's been watching the videos it is not gonna g- gone unnoticed I can't believe how many comments we've gotten and it's just been really really cool for something that I was very nervous about but I'm so happy to have gotten this off the ground we just actually did uh, the new 13 minute the Bailey Mail segment on there where I did just a handful of news topics from the last week, and I think it actually turned out really good. And Medita added these amazing graphics. Like when I was talking about Corey Gamble and Chris, uh, she had the Corey Gamble and Chris photos. When I was talking about Kim and Pete on that boat getting sexy, she had those photos. It was I was it was like a joy. Like I had already talked about it, but then to see her work on top of it, it was just such. Uh, it was just it was joyful for me. And I, you guys know, I hate watching myself. I hate listening to myself back. It's weird that I do any of this because I passionately dislike it. So go do that with the YouTube. If you want more, go to the Patreon, you guys. And the Patreon is another way to get a hold of me, I guess. I, there's there's tons of episodes there now. I realize that it is very dumb that I do uh, as much free content as I do because it makes that Patreon content um, not as, I mean, it's like all unique special stuff, but I know you're like, well, who needs that? So I guess sometimes it's just a... A thumbs up, a you know, a stamp of approval of like we support you, um, and uh, yeah, so that's it. I mean, a lot of people, I I just I can't, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, we'll talk about that more later. Uh, how are you guys doing? I didn't even, I didn't even get to ask. I hope you've had an amazing day and an amazing week. We only have this is my favorite. T- this is what we call Hump Day, you guys, where we hump, we dry hump, and uh, no, it's like the middle of the week, which means sixty percent of the week is done. Thursday and Friday, like I always say, you can coast. You can coast through this. Boss is not going to pay attention. The bosses are coasting at this point. This next 40% of the week, just check out mentally, physically, do whatever you can to not do any work. I'm, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's – and by the way, like I said, if anybody – if your boss ever comes to you and tries to like, why are you not working, go, uh, Ryan Bailey said – and just walk away. Like, don't even just walk away. I got to tell you, folks, about a horrible nightmare I had last night, and this shows you how, how in this I am. I had this nightmare that I guess I did an interview with Jill Zarin in my dreams, and I remember I was like lying on a bed, and I think I was a little tipsy. I think I was a little tipsy, which was like very unprofessional, but I was just trying to get through the interview. And I guess I asked a question about her not talking to Ramona or something. And she didn't like that question. And so she ended the interview. And I was like, oh, man. And then I was at this party. You know how in dreams, you're all like, then all of a sudden I was at this party. So I was at this party in like a different town, but it was like, it was like Bravo people, but I think it was at a mall. I don't, you know, and everybody was dressed up and all of a sudden Jill's there and Jill's with some younger girls and the younger girl, the, the, the head of the younger girls comes up to me. and It's like, Ryan, Ryan, how dare you do that to Jill Zaren? Jill is beside herself. She is bawling. And I was like, no, what? Like I made Jill. I literally, I did not mean to make Jill cry. What are you talking? Like I, I'm, I was horrified and then they wouldn't let me into the event Because Jill had said, no, I I don't want to see him. And I'm like, I don't even think Jill knows what I look like. Like, to be honest, like it was just a podcast. I was like, I don't even have to release it. And then in my head, this is how fucking messed up this is with how much i do this now i started editing the podcast in my head like okay when i get in front of a computer just remember to leave out that last part but i think i've got 15 minutes of usable audio i can remember going like okay i can cut this i can cut that um and hopefully we you know i'll still be able to release something and then jill will be happy because i'll cut out any the thing that she's upset with and and like somehow bravo got involved and I was like, no, we've been having such a good relationship with Bravo lately. And now this is happening. And I was ju- I don't know what even any of this means. So I accept that I'm not going to go to the event. But then all of a sudden I was like shopping in the mall. Like I was like, well, while I'm here. And I, there was like an old Navy there, which was like, you know, then it's all of a sudden like, then it's a good dream. Cause you're like old Navy is amazing. So I was at the old Navy and I'm shopping and I had these old Navy bags and I'm walking out of the mall. And I see ahead of me, it's Jill and her friends. And Jill is loudly talking about me. And I'm like, no. And then she sees me. And she's like, Ryan, Ryan. And I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no. And she's like, come here, come here, come here. And I started crying. I was like, I am so sorry, Jill Zarin. I am so sorry. I I, I tried to explain to your younger friend here that it, I didn't mean any harm. She's like, I know you didn't. I know you, I know you didn't. And she was like, all of a sudden, like, great. And I was like, OK, are we cool? And then I was like, I was hiding my old Navy bags behind me because I didn't want Jill to know I shopped at Old Navy, even though I am a proud Old Navy shopper. And I was hiding the bags, and so I thought like, okay, wow, like Jill and me are cool. But then Jill, like, she was like, it's it's good, it's good. She goes, but then like, you know, you messed up. You know, you messed up. And I don't, I don't, I, you know, I forgive you, but I don't want to have anything to do with you from this point out. And I was like, no, Jill, I thought you said we were cool. Like I, I'm like, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, I guess I just have to accept this. And then all of a sudden I had to go out, and there was like this big like, big trailer van I was traveling in. And, the like, all of a sudden, my sister was there, and then she said she couldn't drive. And I was like, oh, great, now I have to drive. And then all of a sudden, we were being chased by, like, zombies. Like, this is when it gets even weird. I don't know. We got chased by zombies, and I had to go... The whole point was I woke up, and it was one of those dreams where you're just like, wait, is Jill Zarin mad at me? Like, it was one of those things like, wait is, wait, is Jill mad? Did I do – like, should I reach out to Jill today? <laughs> Jill, did you have a dream about me last night? Because I had a dream about you, and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. I love you, Jill Zarin. But it was like – it was one of those things where you're just like in your head going – great. Now I can't interview Jill Zaren again ever. Like I just, that's going to, now I've made an enemy. I've made an enemy out of Jill Zaren, and you don't want to do that. I just think that's a good rule of thumb. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, we're off and running folks. So, uh, also, uh, I guess the Kardashian news before we get into this, uh, this week's finale, uh, is, uh, we talk about a lot of this is the Marilyn Monroe, Monroe dress. Now there's conflicting reports. You know, this is what I hate about entertainment news any 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 time now is because there's two conflicting stories at all times. You have Kim ruined this dress. We have pictures of the dress, the beating is kinda you know, and you know, like there there's there's like dibs all over it. Like Kim likes those chocolate little dibs. That'd be great if like dib fingers are all over the dress. No, like it, it did look like some wear and tear. And Then all of a sudden, this is how pop culture is now, is that you get that story. Then you get another story saying, no, 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 that's not true. The the dress is fine. The dress is fine. And then on top of that, you get the discourse. And the discourse is really, that's, that's where the fun stuff really is. Because then you have people arguing like, it's not Kim's fault. It's Ripley's Believe It or Not who owns the dress. They should never have given it to Kim. It is their fault. You do not. You do not blame this angel amongst us, Kim Kardashian West. I mean, sorry, Kim Kardashian Davidson. You do not blame. Like people were like. I just love these stupid effing conversations that we go through now every day instead of the actual conversations we should be having about like making our world a better place. We're trying to make Kim's world a better place. Like, no, Kim does, no, Kim dieted down, you guys. She does not deserve the flack for this. Please do not let Kim hear this. I will say on tonight's episode and all season long, Kim really is in her zone mentally where she, um, She's like, I don't listen to that negativity. I just phase it out, which is just sad because I'm like, oh, she's never going to listen to this podcast ever. And she brought up trolls and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, because then I was having that philosophical debate with myself. Am I a troll or not? Because I love to make a good Khloe Kardashian meme. I love it. I also love Khloe Kardashian. Two things, like I always say, as I hold up three fingers, can be true at once. You can love Khloe Kardashian And you could also make funny, well, not make sort of funny memes about Khloe Kardashian. Like I said, it's like her ever-changing face, ever-changing body. Like, I will point those things out, like, as I see them with my human eyes. And I will not be, as Kyle Richards says, gaslit into thinking that chloe's face is totally normal she's only had a small little bump removed from her nose everything else is just working out that's just not the case and also i love with any of these kardashians i just like they always now it's like the big oh the trolls the trolls Motherfucker, the troll is in your house. His name's Tristan Thompson. Yo, the troll is Kanye West. Yo, the troll is Lamar Odom. Yo, the troll is Tyga. Yo, the troll is Caitlyn. Yo, the troll is... Like, the troll is Corey Gamble. Like, the trolls are them. The troll's not necessarily us. I mean, we contribute, and it's easy to blame us You because you know <laughs> Tristan's like, yeah, damn those trolls. Those trolls are the ones. Those trolls are assholes. Not me, not me. Anyways, I'm gonna go... <laughs> I'm going to go raw dog some chick in Cleveland, uh, but I hate I hate these trolls, Chloe. I hate them. Um, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just hate that we, the audience, get blamed for a lot of their pain. And they'll be like, oh, sure, we got completely cheated on and all of that stuff. Really embarrassing stuff. But the trolls, the trolls are the issue. And if the trolls could just keep quiet. And I'm like, listen, if you are who you are and it's this damaging Stay the fuck off the internet. Like, just do it. Like, stay off. Do your show. Live your blissful life. Go eat some salads and stay off the internet. Like, stay off. Don't read. Fucking read a read a fiction book. Watch a Netflix series. Like, I mean, what are you talking about? Like, I, I love for these... They're so... Uh, not privileged. They're so you know, buy the book and how they live their lives now. They're very uh, on top of things. I will get my workout in. I will do this mentally strong. But they can't do things like, yeah, just don't consume social media. You're too big of a part of it. When you're a family like the Kardashians, You can't have the joy of flipping through the Daily Mail like I can. That is my joy. That is the joy of the middle class and lower. That is the joy of someone who is a thousandaire, that I get to flip through the Daily Mail and I get to make fun of the Kardashians. It is a two-way street, and therefore I get to provide an amazing life for you and your family. You're all billionaires, but I get to have that joy. And it is the one thing that I'm so sorry that you should not be able to enjoy You shouldn't be able to enjoy your Instagram or your Twitter. You know, if I, like I always say, if I had a billion dollars and if you guys had a billion dollars, I would hope to God that you'd be like, Ryan, here's my phone, jam it in your ass. I never want to see it again. And I was like, well, I could just throw it away. Why do you want me to jam it in my ass? And they're like, that's weird on you. But you know what? Like, I don't understand. And then, cause it makes sense. You hear and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. It's gotta be torturous. And then you think about it a little bit and you're like, why the fuck are you online? (laughs) Like, if I had a billion dollars, like, listen, if I had the cars, the houses, all of that stuff, you know what I'd do? I'd go look around the rooms that I own. I'd be like, I didn't even know this was here. This is amazing. Like, this is... Wait, you're telling me I have all... I could go to Six Flags right now. I could go see any concert I wanted tonight. You mean I could fly myself? Any- like, the only trade-off is I can't go on Daily Mail, TMZ, uh, any of those blogs. I should probably stay off Instagram and Twitter. You're saying that's the trade-off? Yeah, sign me up, man. Sign me up. I think that that's part of the problem is that I feel like, are we going to come to this conclusion together, you guys? You guys should not be paying attention to anything we fucking say. Like, that's the fear of it is like, why are you... Why are, we are not a part of your conversation in so many ways, and we see that with how you live your lives. But on the other hand, we get blamed for things that... I, I don't know. It's just weird. I almost feel like it's where they're they have these real issues and they don't even look at them that hard enough sometimes with the people that hurt them because there's this overwhelming mob we're the mob of trolls that that we're the true problem and i'm like well listen when you do a reality show when you leave yourself open to dissect us and i believe in this this podcast especially we we treat it fairly. I mean, I really do treat it fairly. And I try to really break down what's happening. But at the same time, I find some of it rather silly, because you're having these conversations and acting like situations don't exist. But then we're still to feel bad for you. It is wild to pity a billionaire. It's wild to, um, uh, like we always say too. these things aren't aspirational anymore. Would any of you guys trade your life for any of that? I mean, At times, it would be nice. I would love to go on a PJ. I would love, you know, like at times. But then it's like they're cosplaying. The reason Pete and Kim are together, you keep realizing it's like, oh, my God, she truly has never lived a normal life since she was a kid. So it's like a throwback to this time that she romanticizes and almost fetishizes with her family when her dad was still around, you know? And, like, Pete is, like, giving, like, there's this scene, you guys, where Scott's like, ah, Pete's so nice, you guys. He picked us up at the airport and had coffee, coffee. And I'm like, motherfucker, do you know how many times I've picked people up at the airport? <laughs> Never even gotten a thank you. In fact, I got a ticket one time. Like, I mean... Do you know and the, and Pete David a uh, fuck he's a fucking hero? He's a hero for picking somebody up at the airport with some coffee. Kim, I know you won't watch this, but if you do, I'm telling you, man, unlimited unlimited pickups from the airport. And now I'm just realizing that's not even fucking LAX. You're on a private airfield. Oh my God, that's even easier. Like LAX sometimes re- truly is a pain in the ass in Los Angeles, you guys. It's a real, it's a it's a fool's errand. It's a devil's mission. Um, You know, it really is horrendous. But Kim, I'm going to say that. If you ever do have an LAX flight, I would pick you up from LAX. Let's see if Pete would do that. Pete's going to private airstrips. That ain't a big deal. I just love that we're holding, like you guys, Kardashians, if any of you guys are listening... We're going to blow you off your... We're going to knock you off your coal mining ass. Me and my audience, we are so normal. We will do things that are so normal that you will just... You'll lose your fucking mind. You will be like, where did these guys come from? They are amazing. This one guy said I could use his bathroom. And he... I was using the last of the toilet paper. And then he had another roll of toilet paper. He just had it out there. I could use it. Like, I feel like these basic things, they seem are so amazing... Or the little things that we have that we completely don't even appreciate. Like, it's almost making me appreciate the small things I have in life by watching these shows. I don't know. Sorry, I went off there. It just... You know, so we had the Kim Kardashian dress thing. I really don't know where we're going to end on that. Listen, I just don't... If... I'm okay with the Maryland thing. Like, I, it's like, whatever. But if Kim ever... Like dresses in the original 1989 Michael Keaton Batman suit that he wore. She wears that to the Met Gala and screws that up. I would riot. I would like, that's, it would be too much. I'd be like, no, 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 no. That's historical. Now that is something that I would really, or, you know, I had this really nice, like I have this really nice old Navy cardigan that uh, I'm trying to dye it for so I can fit back into. So I don't, it's not available. You guys don't even ask. But if I found out like Kim wore that and like stretched it out or something, I'd be livid. Like that's the kind of shit. Like if she gets into my closet in any way, I'd be livid. But the Marilyn dress, listen, I, you know, there's a weird part of me that thinks Marilyn would probably actually even dig it. You know, if she was she's like, oh, okay, I get like I do wonder, like we talked about earlier uh, in another episode this week, what these people would think of the Kardashians, what other people would think of the Kardashians. But it's weird and it's really scary because now it is so deep into their businesses and their lifestyle. We can never go back. We will never not have the Kardashians. I mean, and this is not a lie. Think about it in terms of (coughs) their child. (coughs) sorry guys think about in terms of their children we're going to watch north grow up we're gonna watch true grow up we're gonna watch all like saint shy uh rain mason penelope we're gonna watch all these it's going to be the kardashians the next generation at some point you're i mean like and that's that'll be my next like kind of major disappointment is when north gets a spinoff not because i don't love north i do love north but I just want her to have somewhat of a normal life because there's just no way in hell at this point. Uh, there is a couple funny scenes, or North is talked about in this episode, which I found really funny. By the way, happy birthday to North. She turned nine years old, and North has her own thing, man. I like that she's like emo. I like that she's, you know, it seems like she's into metal. Uh, I like that she, you know, she flips off cameras. I dig, I dig North to such an extreme because I also, I love things because it almost balances things out like she constantly makes fun of kim i know she she obviously loves kim very deeply her mom but you she just loves that's the real troll by the way north is the real troll in that relationship oh my god you guys i just got a bunch of texts beyonce's album drops june 29th and it's called renaissance So this is, we got a new Instagram page, because remember, everything disappeared from our Instagram. I talked about it uh, on Monday's episode, that we are supposedly about to get a new album. And it looks like that is correct. June 29th, it says, Act 1, Renaissance. Act 1 means there's an Act 2. So this could be a double album, um, or something that's released later in the summer, if I were to guess. Uh, You can also buy some merchandise already on Beyoncé.com. I swear to God, this is not a commercial, but that is exciting. Beyonce, you guys, is so magical to me. And <clears throat> I've seen Beyonce even a handful of times by myself. I went to the – you know, like I, I saw – I mean I, I would do – I love Beyonce so much because a hard worker, talented, but a hard worker, which I want to talk about JLo lo in just a second too, is uh, – I, I just can't say enough good things. And it makes people like the Kardashians – like you realize there's actual talent out there. Like we might like the Kardashians and all of that stuff, but at the end of the day – You know, you can say consumerism is an art. You can say their products are an art, but like that's not initially what got them famous. It's not what they were famous for. It's They were famous for being famous. And now they're able to do these things because they got to a certain point where they're able to have these successful products and stuff like that. But Beyonce and and artists like that, you know, it's just it's talent, it's singing, it's dancing. It's just, to me, that's magic. And I cannot wait for a new Beyonce album. I do want to say today I did watch Jennifer Lopez's Netflix documentary called halftime about her, uh, preparation for her super bowl, super bowl performance. And I kind of made fun of it just because I was like, I didn't remember her super bowl performance. So I was like, Oh wow. A whole hour and a half documentary about what it takes to put that eight minutes together. And I was like, I'm totally going to watch it. But I was like, it's going to be silly. And I got to tell you, I really was impressed. There was one thing that I, I really didn't, which is ignorant of me. I didn't take into account is And they talked about this a lot and even from people in the audience and people, you know, is, is representation, what it was like for a Latina uh, performer to take that stage and, you know, representation. I was talking about this with uh, my friend Christina today, and I was saying for me, I grew up with so many examples of, of white dudes like myself on TV and movies like I it's like everywhere all the time. So I never really thought about representation because my representation was everywhere. I didn't even have to know the word. But then you forget that like, oh shit, yeah. It's like all these other people exist in the world. And what about their stories? Like they want to, like, kid, you know, these kids want to see themselves represented on set. And I forgot about that and that actually kind of made it special for me. And it was a great performance. Like I did enjoy, and I just love behind the scenes documentaries of stuff. So I do recommend it. It gave me a different appreciation for Jennifer Lopez. She's no Beyonce, but she's – I mean she's a flipping hard worker and I just – I did I, – I really like – yeah, I'm glad I watched it and it wasn't as uh, satirical as I thought it would be. I'm so used to watching these reality shows and kind of watching with a grain of salt or like, ugh, yeah. These Kardashians. But, you know, it's like, J.Lo, you're like, damn, you really have. And I'm old enough now to remember when, you know, 20 years ago or however long ago, when she started. And now it's like, you're still here. You know how hard that is? And I really did forget about that. And, like, uh, I took a screenshot of her accomplishments they they list at the end. And uh, the accomplishments were uh, A-Rod, uh, Ben Affleck, Puff. No, her accomplishments were... As of this date, Jennifer Lopez has sold 80 million records with 15 billion streams, starred in nearly 40 films grossing over 3 billion dollars, garnered more than 350 million social media followers and generated over 5 billion in consumer sales as a brand. Great. I've I've done a lot of that too, so you know but it's like you know we're artists like no but it was cool i actually do recommend that if you guys are looking to uh, to watch that i would say yeah go. i'd say it's safe it's safe i do wonder how the kardashians look at other people like jlo like do they think of each other as peers because of we're financially similar Or do they think of themselves as peers of like I'm an artist as well, you know? Like like it's like money and art are you know they're those things intersect a lot, but at the same time they're very very different. And I do wonder sometimes if Kim and Courtney, if they if they think like we must be artists. Because we're on TV like we might like that means we're art like and I I wouldn't be surprised in less than 10 years if we hear Kim and all that saying they created an art form. That's the other thing you start to get with these people is that, you know, it's like even like Jax, like I created a villain type character that I am responsible for. Uh, It's truly just uh, I did that. And it was a, it was performance art. Like, I just wonder sometimes if they're like, we were trying to make performance art. We were trying to entertain the masses. I, I'm very curious about that. Also, everybody keeps sending me this Brittany Cartwright Vanderpump Rules interview that she did where she talks about not going to Stassi's wedding. Stassi will still not talk to her and kind of explained it. And I, I said this earlier this week, I think, just, I, I just like, guys, like, you're not even on the show anymore. I don't know if I necessarily care. Like the fact that you're like, Listen, work it out with Stasi. get back, I mean, don't get back to us, just work it out with Stasi, your friend, you guys both aren't on the show together, talk it out, but the fact that you're gonna do interviews, and talk about missing Stasi's wedding, in hopes of Stasi hearing it and realizing how sorry you are, that's wild, you know how weird that is, it's like if I upset somebody, like, you know what I should do, an interview, where I can talk about how bad I feel, like, it is so weird, and then you know Stasi's gonna have some kind of Patreon response, you'll have to pay $5 to hear, all the while none of these people are on the actual show like wh- you know it's like if this was on the show i'd be like hell yeah man do all the interviews talk mad shit we'll deal with it when the season starts you guys aren't on the show like why don't why am i just too much why like move it along let people that have shows deal with this stuff um I, you guys might think differently than i do if so totally cool um okay so tonight's episode oh, i'm just so sad that it's over Episode 10, and you guys, guess what the title is called? Enough is Enough. And what I took that to mean was that like, oh, we, we're only doing 10 episodes. Enough's enough. But what it really means is, I. it really means that, yo, we're... I'm snapping. We're tired. We're tired of men doing bad things to us. We're tired, tired, tired. That's what enough is enough. But I want to. I wish if I, if I had my druthers, I would have gone a step further and called. I would have said, Tristan Thompson has a small cock. Tristan Thompson has a baby penis. I'm workshopping now. Tristan Thomas Thompson. Sorry, Tristan. Sorry, just didn't mean to disrespect you. Tristan Thompson. Um, what are the, the mini penises called? Uh, the micro Tr- Tristan Thompson has a micro penis, or I would, the title of the show should be called Tristan Thompson is smooth down there. Like a Kindle, which by the way, Ryan Gosling, did you guys see that Kindle picture? This is what's great. I, read every, I wake up, all these girls and guys are like salivating over this bleached blonde. Ken's playing, uh, sorry. Uh, Ryan Gosling's playing Ken in the new Barbie movie directed by Greta Gerwig. And so this is him as Ken. I was like, "Cool, yeah." Is. And I think it's going to be like a satirical movie, anyways. So like everybody's like, "Oh my god, I want to jump that man's bone. Look at those washboard. I want to rub all over those." You know. And then I read Rolling, a Rolling Stone article, and it says um, the Rolling Stone article uh, says uh, it says this is cringe he and then i was reading tweets where it was like he's too old to play ken am i fucking out of my mind is ken isn't ken a fucking doll what it, we, like we we age shame Ryan Gosling as ken He's not playing a, a, a historical accurate sixth grader in some kind of movie that he, you know. It's like there's no way he can play a sixth grader. I'd go with you. He can play Ken like his fucking washboard abs. Like what? Are we, who the fuck? What is Ken? I don't even know what Ken looks like besides the doll. Like yeah, he's not a he's not plastic. Should we have had it played by a plastic person? Like that made me. And then I was like, we fucking will bitch about anything. We will bitch about anything. We can't even be on board with everybody like wanting to like fucking jump his bones like that's what I was expecting 100% everybody's like I want to fuck him I want to fuck like and my natural reaction is like fuck him for everybody wanted to fuck him like I was like I know that's hot but fuck that and then people are like this is cringe and then these too old to play Ken you idiot Ken is not a real person period it's not like you know Barbie and Ken 16 years old like they they no we've got to cut this shit out man there are bigger things to worry i mean we got Tristan Thompson cheating on Chloe for the love of god and we're going to we're going to be upset about Ryan Gosling being too old to play Ken and then in my stupid head I, I sat there and was like should i feel bad I was like I was like if I knew Ryan Gosling I'd reach out and be like are you okay like people are really going after your age and like what is he going to be like i <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm. I guess I am too old. Like he's got to go to set and play Ken tomorrow, and he's gonna feel bad about himself with those washboard abs and the you know amazing looks and all that. He's still gonna feel bad. He's a feeling person. So, anyways, the Tristan Thompson as a micro penis would be my show. Like. It's got to be like Tristan Thompson as Scabies, Tristan Thompson. Like, these are all great show titles. They went with Enough is Enough. I think it's bland and kind of general, but I would like to go more specific. And like Tristan Thompson Doesn't Wipe Properly would have been a great show title. Um, you know, Tristan Tristan, Tristan Thompson Hotboxes All the Ladies, maybe that would have been a good title. Like, he farts under the covers and just, you know, Tristan Thompson um, makes you do things to his butt. That would have been a kind of, in, in I guess it would have been a twist, and more adult-themed, um, you know. Tr- but I, also, you could just go, Tristan Thompson is a piece of shit. That would be the great title. Remember, Stop Sleeping with Tristan Thompson, folks. That T-shirt is on sale at sobaditsgoodmerch.com, as well as the Stop Sleeping with Nick Cannon shirt as well. And that's for the people who have the Tristan Thompson shirt that's like, I love this, but I wish I had some. I wish I wish had another reminder of who not to sleep with well we got Nick Cannon for you but seriously with the Tristan Thompson I just want everybody to get in close like we did last week and if you're listening like pull over if you're in your car like don't you know let's let's really concentrate on what I'm about to say okay this is a trust circle right I know I know we've done weird things in the past I know we've probably slept with people we shouldn't have slept with and I know we regret that right I know. And sometimes when you have a couple drinks or you don't believe in yourself or you need a little boost, you know, sometimes you just, you do weird things to make yourself feel better or to kind of medicate in a way. And that's where Tristan Thompson, I would imagine gets 98% of the people that he sleeps with people in desperate need of help. So in this trust circle, the baddie trust circle, I want us to pledge an oath. Say, I insert your name. Okay. So I, Ryan Bailey agree on this day to never sleep with Tristan Thompson. And just so we're clear, sleep means sex, not go to sleep. Could it be like, oh, it's a technicality. I I didn't go to sleep with him. We had sex. No, no, you cannot have sex with Tristan Thompson. If we all, and by the way, also you're like, oh, I'm good, Ryan. I don't need to do this. Do the pledge anyways, but then also... Look out for your friends. Maybe send this pledge to your mom, to your sister, to your brother. Like like I even said I even said this to any animals listening to me right now. Any of the family pet, the family cat or dog. Guys, you're included in this too. We do not know how depraved Tristan will get when he feels insecure. Animals as well, do not sleep with Tristan Thompson, okay? Like just in spirit beans, there's a lot of talk about ghosts lately. I said like, you know, Demi Lovato has their ghost show, Kristen Stewart's having a ghost show. I talk, you know, everybody's doing ghost shows, but I want to talk to the ghost community right now. The most of all, the ghost community out there. Hi, I'm Ryan. I think it's very cool that you get to be a ghost and unless it's one of those things that you need to like prove yourself to get to the next, I don't even know, but regardless, you're a ghost. Don't sleep with Tristan Thompson. Okay. And you'd be like, oh, I'm a ghost. That's not physically possible. You don't know what's physically possible with Tristan. Listen, I get it. You're cocky. You're a ghost. Tristan has some kind of weird power over, you know, it's just you've already got enough on your plate as a ghost. You don't need to then complicate things with feeling bad about letting this guy put it in without a condom, you know, and by the way, can ghosts get pregnant? That's the, uh, I should do another show just on that. Cause that's a fascinating topic. I've never even thought about in my life, but could ghosts get pregnant. If you know the answer to this write to me, it's so bad. It's good. <laughs> okay. So we're on the same page, right? But like, honestly, and if you aren't on that page, turn it off right now. We don't need you here because this is a not sleeping with Tristan Thompson community that we've created here. This is a safe space. And if you're out there going, oh, maybe I will sleep with him. We don't need you. Go listen to fucking, I don't know, like go listen to Joe Rogan or something like that. Go listen over there. Cause that's like a, probably a sleeping with Tristan Thompson podcast. This is a not sleeping with Tristan Thompson podcast. And I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill and I'll do it for my girl, Chloe all day long. I have committed up to this point in my life to never sleep with Tristan Thompson. And I will, I will. Everybody's always like, uh, you're like, oh, lead by example. Well, I am leading by example because I, Ryan Bailey, promise you, I will never have sex with Tristan Thompson. Never. That is a promise. I will never, never have sex with Tristan Thompson. And that sounds intense, but I need that same intensity for you guys. I need it from you guys. I need, I cannot be alone in this. This guy has done so much damage, and that's even we. He's like he goes into midwestern states, you guys. This isn't even coastal place. This is midwestern place. He's damaging Midwesterners, and if the NBA is listening, I would like if the NBA please let him release him from his contract and let him play overseas or in like the what, are they, what are they, the Harlem Globetrotters or something. Let him let him do like funny little basketball things. He doesn't need nah, no, 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 nah, done done and the sad thing is chloe if you're listening your old mom won't do this for you i will do this for you your mom says oh no no no, be nice to him chloe be nice for the kids no 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 chloe i'm telling you let's destroy him you got me you got the baddies let's destroy him no he fucked with the wrong person for the 30th time so let's go at me he made lamar look good like he was like oh, lamar he just smoked a little crack i don't know you know like he's okay how do you make somebody that's like smoked a bunch of crack look good? I'm like, oh, I would kill for Chloe to be with Lamar now, which is just sad. Like well, I hate when people say that. It's like, no, that's bad too. No, 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 no. No, no. Chloe, you know, we need like to date somebody, you know, just somebody that's not damaged completely by life, somebody that's in therapy. Before the relationship starts, Pete, we don't want it to be one of your friends. I don't want it to be Post Malone. I don't want it to be Machine Gun Kelly's like drum tech or something. No, maybe a nice accountant, a nice lawyer, you know, some like maybe a nice podcaster. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Anyways. uh, Okay. So we're in agreement for that before we move forward. Okay. So the show's called Enough is Enough. And here is the show description on the Hulu website. As the season wraps up, Chris embarks on yet another new business venture. <laughs> Ghost hunting. <honey. laughs> Fleshlights. Uh, Chloe faces gut-wrenching news that throws her plans for a bright future into turmoil. Who writes these things and, like, does everybody got to sign off on it? Because I'm like, do we, we're happy with this? Like, this, I feel like we, this is another opportunity to school, you know, Tristan. Like, Chloe faces a gut-wrenching news when she finds out Tristan has an any penis and not an outie penis. Um, you know, like, you could, like, you know, uh, there's tons of things you could have put in the description, like, that we could have really done some damage with. Uh, so we get the—Hulu uh, presents previously on The Kardashians. And we have Tristan and Chloe where they were flirting early in the season. And Tristan's like, you know how I feel about you. I want to expand our family. (laughs) And she's like, it just takes time. All this mother... He's been lying to us from episode one, you guys, of this season. Which means he was lying even before these episodes. He's sitting there going, oh, let's have more babies and all this shit. Like, I go to therapy now and all this bullshit. It's all bullshit. Fuck Tristan Thompson! Fuck him! Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, this guy, like, we need to get hologram, Robert Kardashian, and Scott, we need to go fucking school that somebody needs to kick this guy's ass. <sighs> Um, so, uh, you know, it just takes time. And then Tristan, when he flew down to be there for the Kravis engagement, he was like, yeah. And all the guys were like, oh, my God, it's amazing that you're here. Tristan wins your engagement. He's like, I don't know. And then uh, Chris says, I always taught my kids that family comes first. I feel like you've taught them that maybe a little too much and you didn't mean it. Because if family comes first, you guys would have kicked this motherfucker's ass the first time he did this. Then we have a scene of True and Chloe moving into their new dream home. Uh, Chloe lets us know earlier in the season that Tristan was going to be moving in with them as well. This motherfucker got a free place to live. Like we see at the end, she's packing up his clothes. This motherfucker. And what do you think he lit? like I hope he lives in. I hope he does not I hope his credit fucking sucks. I hope he's in a fucking studio in like like North Hollywood or something. North Hollywood's actually nice. Like Reseda. I never yeah, I hope he's in a I don't like Bakersfield, or, no offense to Bakersfield listeners, but you know what I'm saying. I hope he's just somewhere, not a good AC unit, no cable. You know what? It, no, he needs to be in jail. That would actually, now that would, I would love for Tristan to go to jail for this. That should be a committable offense. Um, so we have a scene from earlier in the season where, um, Kim, uh, you know, Kim, oh, Kim, like working out, Oh, this is where we ended it last week, you guys. Kim was working out at like six thirty in the morning with her trainers and got this email about the paternity case that tristan had filed a you know a document a declaration that he only slept with this girl once which by the way there are lies on top of lies we didn't even get into that in this episode where he swears he only slept with her once and that's a fucking lie too all lies all the time with this dude they need to take him for every penny that he's worth i mean honestly like i and these are like real think about it this marisol lady that got pregnant has a has a child by tristan Tristan wants nothing to do with the child because he's butthurt that he got caught. He's butthurt, you know? And think about that child growing up without a father, knowing this is why. Like think about knowing that that is your dad. My dad doesn't want anything to do with me. Uh, I was a love child of somebody they didn't love. Um, you know, I'm not too thrilled with my mom either, but he has, wants nothing to do with me because he fucked up and I guess I ruined things with Chloe for him. So he always secretly blames me even though he's the asshole that just he can't wear a condom he cannot he's there's no i mean just the balls to like nutting somebody <laughs> the, you know what i'm saying the balls like that's just messed up beyond belief i truly hope that i don't know i don't, I don't have the same faith that these kardashian people having people like oh i i i just want that kid to be okay his new child so that's where we left last week. So she was on the phone with Kylie. She was on the phone with Courtney, and you're like, "Oh my god, oh my god." Uh, where where's Chloe? Chloe has not called me back. Everybody's texting Chloe. Kim's pumping iron while she's like having three people on the phone. She's multitasking, and we hear this song like, "You're gonna fear me, you're gonna fear me," and then it says the Kardashians. Glass breaks, and we see the women walk forward. Uh, we open up on sunrise, misty. Smokey, as you say, but just it fog. It's like a basketball court in Kim's backyard. And we hear Kim go like he has any fucking idea that she is. Uh, what, where is she? Chloe is not responding. Kim's pumping iron. And then she goes, oh, my God. Oh, this is this is Chloe. I'll call you right back. Kim goes, hi. Chloe goes, hi. Kim goes, did you see what I sent you? And Chloe goes, no, hang on. What the fuck is this? Kim goes, he's been lying to you. Did you know about this? She goes, no, immediately. What the fuck? Oh my God, this can't be happening. Now, you guys, at this moment, I was like, Wait, this is a kind of a weird, like people kind of arguing, did Chloe know before this? Cause this little section kind of sounded weird. It was like, no, hang on. What the fuck is this? It kind of seemed weird, right? I was like, hmm. But then later in the scene, I'm like, oh, I do really, truly think she just found out. So Kim goes, he did a full declaration And Chloe's like, what does that even mean? And Kim's like, his attorneys went on record with a full declaration from him giving a statement. He probably never thought it would even leak, uh, leak the court papers. He goes, I, Tristan Thompson, met this girl in Houston after my 30th birthday. Uh, The only time we ever had sex was March 21st, 2021, uh, which, by the way, the year anniversary just happened a couple months ago. Shout out to you guys. Happy anniversary. Um, Kim goes, his word, his declaration I texted it to Tristan. She tells Chloe and I'm like, does Chloe know about this? And Chloe's like, oh my God, send it to me. Send, send me a screenshot. And I was like, oh my God, Kim, send me a screenshot too. But I want a screenshot. And, um, Kim goes, yep. He's not responding to me. He's probably shaking. He's probably shaking his unwrapped dick in somebody. Are you kidding me? Do you really think this is like, I feel like this guy's a true sociopath. Like, I don't know if he truly cares in part. You'll get that. Um, you'll get that interview from Tristan maybe a year from now where he will be like, you know what? Part of me was relieved to stop having to live this lie. I've done a lot of work on myself. You know, like you're going to get that interview at some point. So just let's prepare ourselves. And remember, like I said, 10 minutes ago and last week, we're not going to sleep with him. So we don't even need to watch it. Um, so uh, Chloe goes, let me fucking call him. I can't fucking believe this. And Kim goes, if this isn't the big sign to not have another baby with this guy. Kim, no shit. Like, what do you, wait, why, why are we even talking? Like, at this point, I feel like that is, yeah, yeah, we're all on board with that. Like, yeah, I feel like that goes without saying. We don't even need to bring it up. Like, don't even put it in, like, no, we're not having a baby with this guy. No, no, no. And Chloe goes, I just want to know the truth. Kim in a talking head says, when someone hurts someone you love, you get protective. My heart is breaking for Chloe. I know she was really trying and he was really trying. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Kim, let me correct you on that. Maybe Chloe was really trying. But this is where I feel like you guys, you Kardashians, and maybe girls to a degree, get it wrong. He wasn't really trying. He was trying to keep up this false narrative. He was trying to keep up this lie. He was trying to keep this up because he could not. He Not even that he wanted it at all. There was something that he, he felt like he deserved it all. He deserved to win her back. He deserved to also still keep sleeping with as many people as he wanted. So he wasn't trying. And for Kim to kind of misrepresent that is no, she was trying. He was acting. There's a difference. He was faking. Really. So now we hear Chloe crying and it's a very real like, "Ah." I'm like, oh no. Oh, my sweet, my sweet Coco, And, uh, Kim goes, everything's going to be okay, no matter what. Everything's going to be okay, no matter what. She's repeating it because I'm like, oh my God, this is probably what Kim said in the corner like so many times during Kanye. And Kim goes, I really thought he had changed. If this isn't the most clear situation to get out of, I don't know what it is. Chloe's sobbing, Chloe's sobbing. And then Kim goes, we need to have a family meeting. By the way, that's the right. Like we need to fucking go get like we need to go get the mob. Like we don't need a family meeting. Fuck family, family meeting out the window. We need to fucking get some people to roughhouse this dude. Um. Kim motions for the cameras to go down. Well, I always like, she's like, down, down, down. And I always like this because, like, you see the camera people sitting around, but then one camera's still rolling where I'm like, okay, is there like – is Kris Jenner always like, no matter what that Kim Kardashian says, you keep – one camera's always fucking rolling. Look at me, Bobby. One camera's always rolling. Kris Jenner. Me, I'm Kris Jenner. This is my Kris Jenner voice. You always got to let one camera roll, Bobby. I don't care who tells you. I don't care if you got a dick in the shot. You always roll. Why, why does Chris Jetta sound this rough? I'm Chris Jetta. I'm smoking a stogie. Bobby, look at me. Never stop fucking rolling. You got it? We're making everybody rich. I'm making all these girls rich. Rich beyond their wildest dreams, Bobby. I pay for your lifestyle. I pay for all these crews. So when somebody says you... So Bobby, if somebody says, Stop rolling, Bobby. What do you say? No. Say it louder, Bobby. No. No, that's right. No. You never stop rolling. I don't care if I'm shot. I don't care if I'm hurt. You keep rolling. Keep it on my face. Get that money shot. In fact, I'm pissed that somebody didn't run over there with a camera to Chloe's house so we could get her reaction. And I'm pissed at Kim that she didn't FaceTime Coco. We want to see sadness. We want to see all that anger. (laughs) So, uh... So, the song for this next scene is like I'm tying up my loose ends. I'm, train, I'm in the deep end. It's like these songs, like they must like, I just imagine they go to the songwriters of like, okay, what's the, what's the feel? What's the vibe of the episode? It's like complete destruction, uh, real sad, real depressed. Everything's falling apart. Okay. Uh, what about I'm tying up loose ends? I'm in the deep end. Great. That's amazing. Uh, Kim's in a gray, fancy dress in her gray, fancy car. She pulls up to, uh, Chris's house. We have Courtney in there eating a salad, doing what she does best. We got Courtney, Corey Gamble in this scene. Corey's allowed to be in this scene. Very excited. Corey, uh, fresh off his vacation in Italy on a yacht with Chris. So, you know, he's feeling good right now. Shout out to my man, man, Corey, Corey, dude, you got to do a masterclass yourself in fucking getting taken care of, man. Like, yeah. And tell me where you get those silk PJs. You always look so comfy. I love it. Kim walks into the house. Like, she's like, I mean, business, I got stuff to do. And Chris goes, have a seat. I'm like, what is this? Like a, into of the year meeting where are we getting progress reports? And, uh, so, uh, Chris goes, whenever there's a serious family drama, we lean on each other for support. I'm like, okay. Chris says, Chloe's the strongest girl I know. And I'm like, Chris, yeah, chill out. Like, is she, uh, she goes, I know strongest girl I know, but isn't the strongest all the time. I don't want her to get to a place where she has no one to talk to. And she feels like she has to be strong. You know, she needs to keep recovering and forgiving for the sake of her daughter. You know, once again, Chris, you got it wrong. Does not need to be forgiving. No, needs to show her daughter. Don't fuck with us women. That's what she needs to show her daughter. No, 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 no. Say your dad's a piece of shit. We're going to stay away from him for a while until he gets his shit in gear. Because we want you to learn some good lessons and not be with a fucking Pied Piper of penis, you know? Uh, Chris goes, is she coming? And Kim goes, it doesn't look like she is. And Corey goes, she probably doesn't want to talk about the negative stuff. I'm like, thank you, Corey. Chris later is like, Corey, very good comment during that meeting today. Really liked it. Uh, Chris says, well, she probably feels devastated and humiliated here. I mean, she was, this all happened around Tristan's birthday that she threw for him when we were all celebrating him. I like that we keep repeating what he did to Chloe. It was like, she's probably humiliated. (laughs) Corey's like, hey, she doesn't look like the bad person who did all this. You know, the person who looks bad is the person who did it. Corey, I want you to say his name. Say Tristan Thompson looks bad. Don't be like, you know, the person who did this looks bad. Like, no, Corey, say his name. Say his social security number. Let's get the info out. We need people to be on the same page with this. Kim says, oh, Chloe just texted me. She's not going to come. So, and Chris says, I wish she would have shown up. It always makes for such a good scene. No, she like, I wish she would have shown up. The longer she sits there and goes on without expressing her feelings and how she wants to move forward, it's alienating to her. It's lonely. And she tends to keep everything inside. And Courtney, <laughs> Courtney jumps into the conversation, and goes, yeah. 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 <laughs> And he's like a big pause. I'm like, oh, thank you, Cordy. And like it made Cory Gamble look like Shakespeare for a second. And then she goes, the lack of honesty. Let's be honest with the mistakes we're making, you know, like to, the mistakes they're making to find this out on the Internet and not, you know, be in the loop. And Chris says, it is a pattern of bad behavior. He has lied to her since June. And I was like, June? June of what year? Like, 2017? Like, since June? What are you fucking out of your mind? Like, since June? You know what scares me truly if I really believe like conspiracy theories like i always wonder if like chris knows all of this like chris sees all like chris has every one of these family members tailed by like the top notch security aid. like and chris is just sitting on this information like part of me thinks like when was chris aware because there was always remember that argument back in the day with chris and thompson when those hotel videos of him making out with the two girls like they had tmz was sitting on that video and tmz has a very good relationship with chris jenner and that was like kind of the rumor too is that yo did Chris have access to this before it actually went out, out of respect from TMZ? Because that video footage supposedly had been at TMZ for months before they had released that footage. So were they sitting on it for a certain time? Did Chris know months ago and then never shared it with Chloe because she was pregnant? I, who knows? But it just it, it is weird. Like, I'm like, If you have all the money in the world and you have the best security in the world, doesn't that security also then go towards people like Tristan, goes towards people like, you know, it's like I feel like you would know rather easily where Tristan Thompson is. Uh, As Chris says, well, you know, to hire attorneys, you know and it's been 9 months since he got this pregnant this girl pregnant this isn't something that can be undone why does she have to keep on suffering and then she turns to the camera and winks thing um courtney and you know, talking to it says We have given Tristan so many chances and to treat our sister this way. She deserves to be treated better. Court all these people, they blame her. They make it look like that girl's a loser or unable to not be cheated on. Or she deserves it, but who gives a fuck what other people think? I choose to take the high road. We could get Tristan help. That's who we are. Courtney, you're out too. Chris, you're out. Courtney, you're out. We don't need you bad advice all the way around. Like, we, no, no, no. Who you are, we could get Tristan help. No, fuck that. Tristan gets Tristan help at this point. His friends get Tristan Like, no, 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 no. You stay out of it. You no no no, we do not help anymore. No, no, no. Help is done. We are years past help at this point. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts, I got a pair of green shorts, I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is Is great because Quince has all the seasonal must haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less. So upgrade your wardrobe, go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Now is my favorite time of the show where I get to talk about the fine people that are sponsoring the show this week, and we have a new one. Uh, it is our friends at Zocdoc. That is Z O C D O C. Now, this is an amazing company. It's an app, actually. Um, you know how I talk about uh, I talk about mental health a lot. I talk about trying to find doctors a lot. Uh, remember when I went to Nashville last year and got strep throat, and then got thrush, and I was like in a panic trying to find a doctor because, you know, me completely disorganized. Um, ZocDoc is somebody that would have helped me and will help me from here on out. Finding a doctor is so personal, and now it has become almost scary, and you build it up so much in your mind because it is... How do you cut through all the noise? Well, ZocDoc, with ZocDoc, you can. It is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Um, Nobody knows what you're looking for better than you, but you do need help. And that is where ZocDoc comes in. Um, Also, one of the most important things is who actually takes your insurance. So with ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in network that put you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. So no more wasting your time hunting down like, you know, your, your aunt, Shirley's cash only chiropractor or your dentist, your coworker recommended who's out of your network. No, you don't need any of that. You can find all of this right on your app. And in fact, I just downloaded the app, um, right before I did this, because I wanted to check out everything and it took all of one minute. Like, I think it was less than one minute. I was like, Oh my God. It's always weird when you're like, Oh, of course there is a company out there to cut through all the noise and to help us with these things that I am legitimately scared of. I love that there is this app. The thing that they also highlight that I love is the patient reviewed part is that you can read up what other verified patients say. These are real humans and how their visits went. So you can actually properly be educated about what you're walking into. So when you walk into that doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. So go to ZocDoc.com, that's Z-O-C-D-O-C, choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit. And just like that, you're booked. Find the doctor that is right for you. Get this, every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I am now one of them. It is going to be my go-to whenever I need to find and book a doctor, and I will prove it to you this week because I will be scheduling my first appointment through ZocDoc. Uh, So in the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free, uh, with ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Ah, docs, docs, get it? Uh, so go to ZocDoc.com slash SoBad, S-O-B-A-D, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash SoBad, ZocDoc.com slash SoBad. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. You guys, just go check it out. Put my code in there and just go check it. You don't have to do it, just do Just check it
0: out. Let's get healthy together, please. Uh When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com.
2: Finally, it is our friends are back from Splendid Spoon. You, You guys, I've been talking about Splendid Spoon a lot. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram video. If you haven't I'll send it. It's gripping. I should win some kind of Emmy for it. Um, but uh, <laughs> this is like this we're getting into the summer, right? We're getting into the time that you do not want to spend time trying to like cook trying to clean the cooking, all of that stuff. You want things ready to go and that are good for you. And that is where our friends from Splendid Spoon come in. Um, because listen, like I want to go to as many concerts as I can do, can go to this summer. You need, if you're going to have like any kind of, if you're going to, you gotta, you gotta get your belly full before you go out into the world. Yeah. I said it. Get your belly. And Splendid Spoon is going to do that for you. Uh, You can make more time to enjoy this summer and feel great with plant-based meals that require no prep time. They send delicious, plant-based, ready-to-eat meals and snacks right to your door. I completely recommend Splendid Spoon. Like, truly, I love their shots, their shakes. Uh, It truly is, like you guys know, not a mental giant here. I pop off the lid, you put it in the microwave, you do like two and a half minutes. Sometimes I'll do 240 just to be like a crazy man. And you have really good food. Um, So Splendid Spoon meals are shipped right to your door, ready to eat. You'll only lift a finger to press start on your microwave. This is true. Also, I will not lie to you. You're going to have to take the meals out of the box that they send you. That's not done for you. You got to put them into your fridge. Uh, So if it's in any schedule, and there's a meal plan for everyone. And this is exciting. Every meal plan is customizable so you can get what you want every time. Every single meal, like I said earlier, 100% plant-based, gluten-free, GMO-free, always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from all over the world. Uh, You can enjoy a fresh take on classic dishes like their fan-favorite vegan meatballs and marinara noodles. Or take your taste buds on a journey with exciting dishes like cauliflower tikka soup. Does anybody want to take a journey um, with their taste buds with me? Like, hey, would you guys like to go take a... <laughs> I'm going to be taking a taste bud journey soon. Uh, They've got plenty of smoothies, grain bowls, soup bowls, noodle bowls for you to s- discover. And with over 50 choices and a constant rotating menu, there's always new dishes to try. Plus, eating plant-based food can come with a wealth of benefits like improved action, Energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. That's all awesome just by something that you don't even have to spend time making. So eat well and enjoy more of your summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save on the entire week of ready made plant based meals. So this is what you do you go to splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad. Just type in that address. You don't have to get it. Type it in. See for yourself. Also, you can save $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off at splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And now you guys back for the remainder of our show. And I do, once again, love that. It's like, they say she's a loser and they say she's unable to get not get cheated on. Or I just imagine Chloe like, damn, Courtney, please. I know you're talking about somebody else, but it hurts. Kim goes, I'm exhausted of taking the high road. Here we go, Kim. Now this is the energy I want. She goes, if you bring bad energy in my life, a wall goes up, a wall goes up. And half of me wants to put on, put everybody on blast. If you don't think I screenshot everything, fuck And she like is like yelling this in the camera. She's like, I'm not in the mood today. So I don't know. She's like, ah, like, I just want to bust everybody out with all the screenshots because Kim's got the dirt. Chris uncomfortably laughs like, ha, ha. ha." And she stares at the camera Goes, she, she's not in the mood. (laughs) She's not in the mood. Which, by the way, this is one of those kind of where I'm like, I see the power dynamic. We talked about this earlier in the season where I eventually think Kim will crush Chris. There will be a time of like, guess what, Chris? I'm managing myself now. And I'm taking the other sisters with me at the Kim Kardashian talent agency. You know what I'm saying, Chris? You're fired. You're fired, Chris. Now I'm doing the Chris Jenner voice for... And Chris like, don't fire me. I always, you told them to always keep the cameras running, even when I was hurt. That's right, girl. And you're a billionaire for it. Look at me. I'm Chris Jenner. Um, so I, I think Kim's going to get fired. And this, I think Chris is starting to realize of like, fuck. So I wonder what Chris has in her back pocket about Kim. Like if Kim gets too like lippy of like, Kim, I don't like what you said to the cameras earlier with um, uh, about screenshots and, you know, just really taking, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, like I wonder if Chris is starting to be like, oh, my God, have I created a monster, somebody that will eventually destroy me one day? Because I would like if if I I just feel like we're going to see that at one point If Chris goes, well, we always need to forgive. And then like Kim, like shut the fuck up, mom, get the fuck out of here. We're not doing it your way. We're doing it the Kim Kardashian way. And I've got two things to tell Tristan, right fist, left fist. Welcome to the gun show, you know, like that's the attitude I want. And then Chris like ah, and Kim goes in the wise words of Michelle Obama, "Hey Barack, no." In the wise words of Michelle Obama, "When they go low, we go high." And I'm like, in the wise words of Ryan Bailey, "When they go low, you fucking kick them in the nuts and cut their dick off." It's like just as it's just as good as that Michelle Obama phrase. Like that should be on a t shirt. Chris says. It's much more emotional and scary when you do it in front of the whole world. I'm like, yeah, but you did that to these ladies. Like Chris, this is the dream. Like th- you're the reason why this is happening. And Kim says, will Chloe make it to the photo shoot for the Kardashian show? I mean, we gotta worry about the real stuff. Like that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Will Chloe make it to the uh, to the photo shoot? Like I mean, that is something that we all, we just need to know it so bad you know it doesn't matter about this Tristan thing or life falling apart will Chloe make it for those photo shoots there's no way we could photoshop her in now we she needs we, we got a photo shoot to do and that's what they always paint the Kardashians this season is hey we're all about work no matter if we're sick hey Kim's like I shot a bikini sports illustrated cover and I was sick in the DR the Dominican Republic and I'll do it again like that's how that's how hard I work I will pose in a bathing suit when I'm sick. So don't even give me that shit. Chloe better show up. That's, you know, you can already Kim's like, well, let's see how professional Chloe is. Will she let being cheated on in a na- nationally when she feels like an idiot? She better show up for the shoot. Kim doesn't say it, but that's just what I'm adding to the conversation. Um, so uh, Courtney goes, Chloe thrives on being busy. The photo shoot will be a distraction. We cut to Chloe driving in a car. There's sad music. Must have been love, but it's over now. And we see like trees driving, blah, blah, blah. And then talking ahead, Chloe goes, I find out what Tristan's doing with the uh, rest of the world. A courtesy would have been him not doing it. But to not even give me a heads up is like an additional slap in the face. I feel humiliated, embarrassed, bamboozled. I would prefer to be alone than to be around people. And I'm not at a place where I want to have a family meeting or hear the thoughts and opinions from dipshits like Corey Gamble. No, she goes, hear thoughts and opinions about my own life. And she goes, I'm replaying every moment with Christian, every grand gesture, every trip. And we see flashbacks of Christian going like, <makes> like being like a cutesy dad, when, you know, <makes> so idiotic. It makes me so angry. He's like, where's Tutu? And she's like, I'm here. And I'm like, ah, Get out of the car. All of it was a lie, Chloe says. And then she goes, how were you able to not say something? I feel not even really in my own body. Things are just happening and it's going, I'm going through the motions. It's like when things happen to you like this, you become immune to them, which is really sad, she says. And that's another time where I was like, yeah, Lamar was just on crack. Like that was not, you know, this is like totally different. But what she's talking about is that thing we always talk about a lot here too, is that You know as you get older you do experience these things you get used to these things and you should never get used to these things like it's how we get desensitized with our reality shows or these things you know it's like for sport now like we watch these things but even in our own lives you know love like getting your heart broken you you know that first that first heartbreak whew, or that first time you get cheated on whew. but it's weird like you then start to not become immune to it, cause it still hurts But you know how to deal with it and you know that you can get through it. And it doesn't take away the insanity of it. But it is weird because you should never get used to people doing wrong by you. And especially when it's this flagrantly and especially... When it's somebody that you given chance after chance. So it's the perfect storm of just like anytime you any you really think about it, you're like, this doesn't make sense. Th- that this happened, this does not make sense. So now we uh, we do the like cut to like nighttime, sunrise, cars, like the basic interstitial shots, and we are we're at Kindle's house. I shit you not, guys. We open up in Kendall's room. She's in a hyperbaric chamber, you guys. A hyperbaric chamber is that thing Michael Jackson used to sleep in. Supposedly provides oxygen. You know, it's – I've I've done one of these things at a place called Next Health. And, you know, it's supposed to – it's just – you know, it's like the health – you know, there's like, I guess, good effects. You could, It's just rich people shit at the end of the day. And she has one in her house. And she pops out of it. I'm like, what a weirdo. Like, truly. Kendall's like a weirdo. Like, I mean, listen, I love weirdos, so, like, I'm down to hang, but, like – you know, and uh, so Kendall goes, the past couple of years, I've been living on a health, uh, like a major health kick. Uh, she's like, I'm also a hypochondriac and I'm always like doomsday and like my friends make fun of me. And so now you know, I have a room in my house and there's just these massive machines I have. And it's, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. And we see these machines. There's like a therolite, an oxygen machine, all these things. She's like, you know, it might become too much. Like maybe it's like not healthy, you know, like I'm obsessed and I'm like, oh my God. She even like joking about it, not being healthy, but you can tell secretly. She's like, I have no control of my life anymore. <laughs> and, um, she goes, yeah, in my oxygen chamber, I can, I watch a Netflix show. I was answering emails and a producer goes, oh, okay. Uh, anyways, how did you hear about the situation with Tristan? And Kendall goes, I found out about Tristan through our family group chat. Which, by the way, I cannot believe they haven't sold access to the family group chat. Like, you want to be in, like, you want to be included on in the Kardashian group chat for just eighty dollars a month? You can be. Um, she goes, "You're in the state of shock. How does someone do this so many times over?" And she's like, "I, I, I mean, I would have loved to have known before the internet." Kindle facetimes Chloe, and Chloe's like, "Well, you know, I don't really." Talk to him. He sends me updates about court, but I don't respond. And producer says um, to Chloe, and I'm talking about are you hurt because you had seen a future with this man? And she goes, it's not just one thing. It's everything. It's all an act of betrayal. It's, it's a lie, manipulation, deceit. Did he have every opportunity to, t- to tell me? Yes. Was he going to tell me if a baby wasn't involved? No. And she goes, that shows his character. It's despicable. I love that. I mean, that is true. That shows this man's character, you guys. This man, he's the guy in the movie that saves himself and not his family. You know, he's the guy in The Walking Dead that pushes somebody in front of like, you know, hey, you get eaten by the zombie. You know, <laughs> like he's looks out for himself and his own carnal pleasures, like his own. And if he does it like with shit like this, you know, he does it with everything it truly is despicable and it's these people that have this such a great you know this guy's a good looking dude he obviously has some sort of basketball talent you know kind of an upbeat person like all of this shit and he still does all of this like that's sick he's sick in the head Kendall says he's been dealing with this very stressful situation and lying about it and he didn't even tell his friends Kendall is saying And I'm like, you created the stressful situation, Tristan. Once again, Kendall, do not paint that he's been dealing with this very stressful situation that he put himself in. (laughs) Chloe says, if you cheated and told me about it, I would respect it. But you've been hiding it for months. And there's probably a dozen others that I don't know about that haven't come forward. Bingo. You know, you guys, we all know that this is not he has more. Like there's more women that he has done this with. Maybe he didn't get him pregnant. But he definitely could have. And Kendall says, "The trolls are just being mean. I have no idea how can people be this mean. You know, it's just I just don't. I just don't." And Chloe goes, "Yeah, I, I'm just dehydrated too. I fainted the other day." And Kendall's like, "Why didn't I hear about this?" And she's like, "Sometimes I feel like I can't breathe. I'm grass. I'm gasping for air." And Kendall's like, "Were you by yourself in a talking head?" Chloe goes, there's just so much noise and clickbait and the reading, like the reading of people saying, I should have known better. Uh, You know, I just feel really let down. She tells Kindle, I've been taking beta blockers. Remember beta blockers was like, I think the first couple episodes, Chris was like pushing Chloe on beta blockers. I was like, what? Great. Now she's a full beta blocker addict, by the way, uh, beta blockers. I actually take them for big auditions and I've said this before, but like they'll study my hand. Sometimes I have a shaky right hand. And when I would hold script pages, you know, in in an audition, you would shake and it would just make you make me more nervous because then the sweat would start because you're like fuck I can't control my hand. Beta blockers relaxes that. It's not like a, a drug in the sense of like a um, like a uh, I'm trying to like a what are the what are the fucking thing that everybody's addicted to the the drug the 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 the, the, the fucking <laughs> my god. Anyways, you guys know the 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 pills the downers whatever whatever not Lexapro the. Ah, uh, xanax, xanax xanax it's not like xanax because you don't get like some kind of like i'm floating into the air like you're totally yourself it's just that it your heart rate decreases your body doesn't exhibit signs of nervousness so that's what beta blockers do i don't know if they've convinced chloe that there's some kind of miracle drug but it's very simple um kindle says you should scream into a pillow and i'm like nice kindle and Chloe goes, I cry into a shower and no one knows the difference, Chloe says, which by the way, I want to point out Chris, uh, in an interview said she used to cry in the shower when the Caitlin, uh, divorce was happening. When the whole Caitlin situation, she would just take a drink and go into the shower and cry away from her kids. Did somebody say Caitlin? Yeah, baby. What's going on? <laughs> it's me, Caitlin. Um, so, Kendall goes, That makes me sad that you're struggling, but there is brighter things in the future. It's going to feel so good, Kendall says. And, uh, and Chloe goes, I'm not even thinking about that right now. I would rather, you know, I would rather be, you know, just do this slowly. And, you know, sometimes you do stupid things for your kids and, you know, I think she's talking about in 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 working with Tristan and not putting him down in front of True. And she said that at the end of the day, you have to respect yourself. But I'm really proud that I tried at least for True. Um, and I still, I mean, like, listen, I don't have a kid, so I can't speak to this as much as I would want to. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Part of me is just like, uh, kids are smart cookies, man. They can also sense when relationships are bad like you can sense that In a talking head um she goes "This is the work all the conversations we had all those bricks that we were laying down a foundation me and tristan and she's like a tornado came through and everything's now demolished but clo tristan was the tornado it, it, it's not tristan was always the tornado like it like it's not some just random accident happened and it destroyed your relationship tristan destroyed your relationship like reframe how you're looking at this kindle says I feel really bad. No one deserves this. And Chloe's like, thank God I have you guys. And Kendall's like, call me whenever. I'm back in my hyperbaric chamber. And uh, they hang up. Kendall uh, goes, yeah, Kendall goes back into the tank. Uh, Now uh, she's talking to the camera and she goes, I can't believe this is real. It makes me so angry that he fooled Chloe, but the rest of us, I really did think he had changed too. Anyone who criticized Tristan or talked about him, I would I would have his back in that conversation. I would stand up for him. He betrayed us all. And then Kendall goes, I even slept with him. And I feel horrible about it. <laughs> no. So Then we cut to uh, the scenes of Beverly Hills. We're on Wilshire Boulevard. And uh, Kravis is there, Courtney and uh, Travis Barker. And I was like, oh, good. Let's catch up with these perverts. And... Courtney walks past the camera. She's like, hey, guys, crap. And then immediately, just like on fucking cue, they start tongue kissing in this building. And it's like really it's – like, it's like real gratuitous. And I'm like – it's like, what, dude, like sometimes you can kiss with tongue without us seeing the tongue. Like let the, your partner feel the tongue. We don't need—we understand what's happening. But, like, I don't—Kravis, like, they kiss like like, (laughs) it. They each put their tongue out and then, like, just dart the tongue into each other's mouths. It's like a weird game of some sort. I'm like, this doesn't even feel like tongue kissing at a certain point. Like, I feel—like, this feels like some kind of, like, put the penny in a Coke bottle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just never looks good. And then Courtney jumps on him and is straddling him. I'm like, where 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 even are we? We're in public now. Let's act like it. And Chris goes, Good morning. Chris is walking by. And Courtney's like, Are you ready to record the Christmas song of the century? And they're talking to Courtney goes, Travis randomly out of no Travis randomly out of nowhere said, Your mom needs to record a Christmas song with me producing. And then she's like, Travis loves Christmas more than all of us. Corey, of course, is with Chris. He's like, I want to be in the stew. And Court says, uh, you wanna make a hit song, Mom? And uh, Travis is like, did, did you warm up? And she's like, la, 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 mala, la, la, mala, la, 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 la. And Chris has headphones on. She's cackling. She's like feeling Giovanni, feeling Giovanni. Chris pulls up the lyrics. She's like, oh my God, there's three pages of lyrics in this Christmas song. And then she's like, do you guys have AutoTune? Can you make me sound like Mariah Carey? And she goes, I would sing better if Courtney wasn't laughing at me because Courtney's just in the corner, just like, ha. And Chris goes, Oh, um, she goes, Oh, oh, I just want you. Yeah, baby. Uh, she kind of sounds like the guy from B-52's, like, Tin roof, rusted, love, shack, baby, love. I'm Chris Jenner. And it's Christmas. Sexy time with Corey Gamble. I let him put it in my pooper. And she's dancing around. It's just, it's like the opposite of what I imagine Stevie Nicks is like. And Courtney goes, I just almost peed my pants. Like we're all on that. I'm on that same tip too. Where I was like, Courtney, it's one of those moments where I totally feel you. And she goes, my mom, my mom is just singing so loudly. I take it. I can't take it. I might pee in my pants. She's not a pop star or a rock star. She's like more of a theater person, I guess. And Chris is like, Dashing through the snow In a one-horse open sleigh All the fields we go Laughing all the way Ha, ha, ha Travis is on the drums And Chris once again goes, Family's the most important part of my life. And Travis is now a part of that. And they're starting a new chapter. Okay, yeah. We didn't even ask. Like, what? Yes, we see this. And Travis goes, Honestly, Chris, the first verse and the choruses were amazing. And Corey's like, yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. I love watching you sing, Chris. You know, booty, booty bootylicious. And we cut to sunset. We see a house. It's Chloe's house. And she goes, I don't want to. Oh, sorry. This song is, I don't want to face broken promises. Tell me it's not going to be the same. That's literally the song. Kim pulls up in her gray fancy car. She comes into Co- Chloe's room. She goes, Coco Loco. It's like, just walk right back out with that kind of shit. If somebody goes, Ryan Blyan, when they walk into my room, like, What can you see yourself out? What are you doing here? And then Kim's like, how do I get on this bed? Your bed is so high up. And, you know... Chloe's like, I'm hurting. What do you? I don't know. Find a way to get on the bed. She's like, run and go up on it. Kim runs up, throws herself on the bed. She's like, how are you feeling? And Chloe goes, oh, my back is killing me. From carrying this season, um, Kim goes, everyone thinks Chloe is so strong. Which, by the way, now Chris said this and Kim said this. I never thought Chloe was strong. Like, I mean, I thought Chloe was average strong. Like, she's probably stronger than me, but I never was like, Chloe's the strong one. I'm like, no, like, Chloe used to always be the loud one. Like, I, I, Chloe's cool. I, I like Chloe, but I never was like, strength, strength. You know, but I almost feel like, are we being told to tell Chloe that she's strong? Um, she goes, but I know she's not. Um, she doesn't feel good on the inside. She's numb. She's numb. She's at home crying about it, and she doesn't want anyone to see that she is sad. She gets protective, which I like. Like, she doesn't want anybody to see it, but we're all going to openly talk about it to a national audience. That is one of the funny things. Do you ever think about that, too? Is that, like, this is all she's like, she, she has to live out this pain in front of the whole world. I'm like, you could also say, hey, take the season off, Chloe. We don't need to show it. You could do that. You could also say we don't need to bring up Chloe in this you know, like, no, we can't do that. We cannot do that. Like they'll lie and like really leave out so many of all these facts, but they'll still put out the main thing of like, Yep, cheated on again. Like if you really like were protecting your daughter or your sister, you'd say We're going to sit this season out with Chloe. We'll do the good American bit, and we'll just call it a day, and we'll just say Tristan cheated on her, and we told her to go home. You know what I'm saying? But no, we want scenes with Chloe. And Kim, you know, thinking very smartly, she's like, I don't know if I should even unfollow Tristan again. I don't want to play that game again, like, publicly. Yeah, Kim, unfollow Tristan again, and never follow him again. Like, I can do that. I'll play that game with you. Do not follow him. Like, what? Like, no. No. Like oh you oh for for true like true is like mom Kim Aunt Kimmy why don't you follow my dad on Instagram? It hurts me. It has ruined my childhood. Not anything to do with the cameras. It's this the Instagram. You guys, what like you know so like what what are you guys even thinking? She goes. I want to cleanse my palate. When is the time to step? Into our sibling's life. You know, this isn't okay. I feel like we tiptoe in each other's situations, Chloe, because we don't want to meddle. And this is so good, you guys. She goes, and I, Kim Kardashian, I respect that no one came to me during my marriage and was like, are you good? And I respect that and needed that. But sometimes I look back and I'm like, when do we jump in? That's what I'm so unclear about. Do you realize what Kim just said here? it was kind of this like undercut kind of thing of like, you guys know how bad I had it. Where the fuck were you? But thank you for respecting me enough to get out of my business. But I needed you. Like, that's what that read like to me. And it was just like, are you good? Like you saw what I was going, are you good? And I was like, damn, if you look in between the lines, that is the darkest thing you're going to see this episode. And Chloe goes, well, nothing to jump on in. You know, it's, it's, it's what it is, what I have frustrations about is not you guys it's just that this is not the first or the second mistake with him and they're talking that Chloe goes I'm just exhausted people think my approach is crazy or weird but honestly I've done this so many times now that there are no tears left to cry and uh Kim goes uh that's the time oh no Chloe goes that's the time I wish someone would have been no, we've done this so many times. You're not crazy, Chloe. Actually, you're fucking right. And Kim says, but if and Kim continues on with her own path, Kim goes, but if people knew what my relationship was actually like, I think it would be a little different. It was uh, a little different, um, you know, and they would be like, how did it last this long if they really knew what my relationship was like? She goes, but I can live with myself. I tried everything humanly possible to make the situation work. So now I can walk away and feel absolutely free. And you can look your daughter in the face. So Kim, once again, is a very wise move. She promotes it. She kind of talks shit about Kanye, but in a very vague way, just saying, you guys had no idea. You think it's crazy? You know, know, I always kept it cool. It was fucking batshit. But she also kind of, it's like a thesis statement of like, I can walk away with my conscience clear and I want everybody to know it once again. And Kanye kind of fuck you. So she got her like, got it. And then she goes, and Chloe, you can look your daughter in the face. Like then she brings it back to Chloe. And she goes, I know that I don't have any regrets about that. The same thing about, you know, like I, I feel the same way about Lamar. Chloe says, I gave it, I gave it my all. I never felt guilty. With Christian, I don't feel guilty. I believe in multiple chances, but I want people to give me the same grace I gave them. It's time to walk away, and I don't feel guilty about it. I tried so hard. I'm fine. It's the most fucked up thing that has happened so publicly, but all these things happen so publicly every time in my life. Yes, it is so fucked up that society blames me or blames women. It's fucked up. It's deplorable. Like, there's no empathy. There's no compassion. There's no empathy, no compassion, no sense of humanity. And Kim goes, I get it. And she goes, you know, all the trolls on the internet that may, Oh, this is a talking head from Kim. She goes, you know, all the trolls on the internet that make Chloe feel like shit on the internet. Well, I will find each and every one of you and not, I'm not going to threaten you on TV, but it's wrong. It is so wrong. Cause you guys don't understand you don't have a child you'll do anything to make it work i'm so proud of who chloe is that she wanted to give her relationship a second second chance after he dogged her and embarrassed the shit out of her she says when the whole world is looking at you laughing at you calling every you every name in the book this is once again i feel so specific that if chloe watches go kim did you have to go that hard i get you were giving examples of other people but jesus courtney just did it in the previous scene because you know how hard it is; like it's like ten times harder to stay in that situation than leave. Because she's saying it's so public; like she's she's ten times the woman that most women are in this situation because of her situation of being laughed at publicly by the whole world. It's interesting how they've rationalized their behavior to themselves and what their life is like. It is almost like I sometimes feel they have rewritten history and they feel like they are royalty, that they were crowned, they were born into this they had no choice in the matter they were they were born with this spotlight on them there's no like sometimes i feel like yo you guys worked so hard to get to this place remember you kim you specifically would call paparazzi so they would be outside of places you went to you used to bag it used to be the the thing that you wanted the most so it is interesting like now it's like kind of a different vibe and kim says we have to give ourselves high fives chloe we are some strong bitches and Chloe goes we are and she looks like completely dead she's like we are and Kim goes we can deal with a lot we should be proud and Chloe goes i'm so proud Thanks for coming over. It's great. And then the song's like, Move it on. moving on. I'm moving on. Moving on. And Kim goes, toodles, and gets off the bed. She goes, love to love. And Chloe goes, love to love. And uh, then the song is like, I'm into the same pressure, into the same pressure. And we see ocean waves. We see a, gray's, a gray Rolls Royce. Kim it gets out of it, and she's in the skim offices because it's a warehouse. The door opens, or like Rolls Royce comes in. And she's getting uh, her hair done. They're like, what kind of hair do you want? It's like, make it really soft, like a blowout. And we find out they're doing their personal Christmas card, Kim and the kids. And she goes, Christmas cards is, it's a really the biggest deal to us in this family, these family photos, but it's also the most stressful time, no matter what, no matter what happens though, I want to keep doing this stuff, you know, no matter what happens with Chloe and Tristan, I want to bring some happy, joyful moments. Let's just have happy memories. And we hear North go, mom, and we look up and she's like banging on the glass and she's like, okay, Northy, I'm coming. They're all in skims clothing, matching skim. Remember the Christmas card from this past year? I like that. I say that, like, remember, like we all remember. I'm like, fuck, why the, why the fuck do I even remember? The kids are going buck wild in this. And Kim goes, you can never forget what our Christmas card is going to be like. It's just so stressful every day. uh, No one gets along. Everybody's screaming. And she goes, most of the photos I saw were unusable because North was sticking up her middle finger in all of them. And I'm like, give me those photos right now, Kim, please. Do you know how awesome it would be to be able to make a t-shirt or make a print of North in a Christmas photo with her middle? F- you know, what punk rock that is. That's fucking more dude. No, I'm just going to North is more punk rock than Machine Gun Kelly, period, period. Machine Gun Kelly's like, damn, I fucking, like, I, I, I give it up to you North. Like that it's like truly amazing. Like a middle finger from North. I need that Christmas card so bad. Cause you know, Kim's like making a face like North. Um, she goes, I want to lock myself in a room and just for 30 minutes. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's a, it's a lot being a mom. And the producer goes, let me ask you this last thing. And Kim's like, uh North, by the way, looks like she's been crying when they show her in these photos. We cut to uh the Kylie skin billboard on Melrose. We see traffic, and guess what, folks? We're at Scott's house. Thank God. And uh Chloe's there. And he goes, Oh, Chloe! Clojo, Joe, Clo stick, Chloe, Clo stick, what's uh Clo, Clo, Chloe And um she goes, Wow, a lady in all black. I've never seen you look this gorgeous. Wow. I've never seen this, Clojo. Chloe in the talking head says, I'm so exhausted from all of the emotions, and I can't believe this is happening again. But I'm going to go hang out with Scott because he makes me laugh. Uh, Rain, little Mowgli, that little that little muckraker, the little troublemaker, he comes down with his sister Penelope. And Scott's like... Um, Guys, ah, look, close here. He's like, hey, have you guys been getting hundreds on all your tests? Have you been getting straight A's? And uh, Rain's like, yeah, yeah, I have, Dad. And he goes, good for you. All right. My kids are straight A students. Ah, honk if you have a straight A student bumper sticker. And uh, Chloe's talking to Rain. Chloe goes, how old, how, how old are you, Rain? And Rain goes, 33. No, he goes, seven. She's like, "What grade are you in?" First, he's monotone, and she goes, "What's your IQ?" He goes, "I have no, I have, I have no idea what you're talking about." And then Rain goes, "How's Tristan?" And he winks at her. No, he just said, "I have no idea what that means, IQ." And Penelope is giving that weird knowing smile. Penelope, like I always say to people, is that kid from the Sixth Sense. Like Penelope sees dead people. You know she does. She now that's somebody I would like to have a ghost show, like a, a ghost hunting show with Penelope. Scott goes, "Ah, okay, let's go out by the tramp." Which I know, like, that's rich people speak for trampoline, just so everybody knows. So Rain's out there jumping like a maniac. I'm just like, my God, like, how many broken bones has this kid had by now? Like, honestly. And Scott goes, ah, this is the last, uh, this is the last chance for Mr. T, Mr. Tristan. You know, I worry about you, Chloe. And she goes, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm done. It's a different world we live in. And Scott goes, is that what it is? Is that what it is, Chloe? And Chloe goes, "People's moral moral compass is broken," and it's like, "No, Tristan's moral compass is broken." And Scott goes, and "By the way, I, this conversation is interesting because I'm like, Scott's like, is he like, oh shit, I wonder if she means me too?" <laughs> Scott goes, "Do you think, uh, do you think we'll ever find someone that uh, we can trust?" Scott, I'm like, Scott, you fucking find 18-year-olds. Like, I mean, you're like, I love this. I'm so scared of getting my heart broken. I go super young with fake boobs. Uh, Chloe goes, yeah, totally. We'll find somebody. And Scott goes, I can't imagine opening up to someone and then finding out stuff down the road. Yeah, Scott, imagine these young ladies with you and finding out all of your baggage down the road. <laughs> you know, like it's wild. And Chloe goes, they say you never love the same way twice because you become scarred. And you're trained to love people differently, and this is that line really stayed with me. I totally agree with that too. It's like, wouldn't you sometimes, wouldn't you sometimes love to be able to love the way you first loved somebody? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you know that that the sentiment there is that wouldn't you love to be able? Like, it was just why it was just like a roller coaster ride in your heart. You're just like, oh. And now, you know, like if you go through her and all that, you like temper those emotions. You kind of like calm it down or you push it away or you don't have time. You know, back in high school and all that stuff when you, you know, you had so much time. You had all the time in the world. Everything was like a long summer day and you would be able to spend it with this person, this girl or guy that you were falling in love with. And it was just – and that's just not how life is anymore as you get older. And I don't even have kids so I love, there's always one moment in the Kardashians where I'm like, uh, uh, uh about to have a panic attack. Uh, this is so, you know, um, so, uh, Scott goes, Oh, you know what? Kim, Kim's got a great guy. He picked us up at the airport. He had coffee for us. Even for me, he got it wrong. The order, but still sweet. You can tell he really cares he's a great person. He cares about people's feelings. I'm like, once again, I'm like, we just, wow. You get like, do you, know, I care too. I would fucking, I would get your order right, Scott. Like, you know, ah, this Ryan guy is great. You listen to his podcast. Not good. Not a good podcast. Nice. Sweet guy though. Means well, means well. Um, Scott goes, uh, ah, wondering where Scott is right now, huh? And Chloe's like, oh, are you guys besties? And he's like, yeah, we got bunk beds, the whole thing. We have fun together. Now, Scott, this is like kind of, I think he generally does probably love Pete, but is that thing when you get into a relationship with somebody where everybody feels like they need to become friends with these people. Like, okay, Pete's like, should I, that'll help me continue to be able to put my penis in Kim's, but JJ, OK, cool. Then I'll be friends with Scott. And Scott's like, uh, I got to get in there. I got to keep in this family. I want invited to things. Pete, you want to hang? Please, please, Pete. Pete, it's me, Scott Disick. Please. Um, Chloe goes, yeah, I like that Pete caters to her and makes her laugh. And Scott goes, she hasn't had that in a really long time. You know, she's so different in front of him. She says young people slang words like you like you. And then they bleeped it out. I don't even know if anybody knows what the, I was like, what are like, you like, you like being dicked down? Like what was, what, what was the young slang in the talking head? Uh, Chloe says, Pete is so sweet. I don't really know him that well, but I do know it's drama free and easy. And everyone wants that happily ever, ever after love shouldn't be this hard. And you're right. Love shouldn't be that hard. Love shouldn't be about worrying about Kanye at all times of every day of your life, especially when you have that many kids. But everyone wants the happily ever after. I think we've got to also kind of get away from that happily ever after. Like we're saying since Pete gives her dibs, chocolates, brings her coffee and picks her up at the private jet airport and makes her laugh like that's the happily ever after. No, that's just like a good relationship. It's somebody that's care. We don't the way we label things is just so wild. Uh, at this point, we see Rain do like a monkey flip on the trampoline. And I was like, God, this guy, we got to watch this kid. And Scott goes, Yeah, Rain's a risk taker. All right, Raymond. Yeah, get it. And then Rain falls. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> We cut to shots of downtown, hills, cars. We're on sunset. And then all of a sudden, we're in Venice. We see a tunnel where Mercedes is driving. And Court says, uh, Court's in the car with Travis, Corey, and Chris. And Court says, Mom, Travis asked me if we could get married once a month for the next year. And Travis goes, for real? I did do that. I did. And Courtney and Chris are in the back in a talking head. Uh, Courtney goes, I was never that girl who imagined her wedding, who had a vision board of her wedding or even thought of getting married. I was the girl who made vagina candles. And Chris says, we could do a marriage special ooh, we could do have Wolfgang Puck make mini creme brulees and maybe a Cacio de Pepe. How do you spell that? And the producer's like, Chris. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you guys. I'll pay attention right now. Do you know my ex worked for a dude that was like BFFs with uh, Wolfgang Puck? So I got to meet Wolfgang a couple of times. And it was really super nice. But it was (laughs) because I I always knew him as a kid because he was always the guy that usually would make the Oscar after show meal at the Oscar party. Um, but to go to Spago and and be taken care of by Wolfgang, or he'd come out and say hi, you know, if we were there. I remember one time we went to Vegas um, with her boss, and we ate at the Spago there. And with him. it was just it was wild. People like this is wild. Um, yeah. So, uh, Chris says, "Oh, so, so the song is they're back in the car." And Travis goes, "Yeah, everyone in my studio says that was their favorite day when you came into the studio." And I'm like, wait, what? Working musicians and studio people, you work with a lot of amazing artists and their favorite day was when Chris and Corey came in and sang Jingle Bells. I mean, this made me want to like put an ice pick in my eardrums. I don't even want to hear again, I think. Um, Courtney goes, the finished version of Jingle Bells. I have it. Let's listen to it. And so it's like dashing through. The, it's like Chris singing. And Corey's like bopping his head like, ha, ha, this is going to get me a bonus this year. And Corey's like, yeah, ha, huh, yeah, uh, uh, uh. And- Chris, by the way, is wearing these like an Oakley red Terminator glasses that cover half of her face. Like this is a motley looking crew because you got you got Travis. He has those little silver teeth that always kind of wig me out. You got Courtney. uh, You got Corey in there just like hitching a free ride. And then you got Chris with her whole get up. And it's like it's a motley crew. I love it. And in a talking head, Chris says, oh, my God, I am living. I love spending time in the studio with Travis. And then she tells Travis, if you ever need a backup singer or a lead singer, call me. This is bullshit. And uh, he had a guy, I guess, come in and play piano and sax on it after, afterwards. And Travis is like, yeah, usually you don't start with the vocals, you know. And Corey's like, yeah, the beats and the drums, excellent, excellent. And, you know, and then Corey goes, yeah, you know, I bet you didn't know it. a Christmas song could thump like that. You guys, it's literally just fucking jingle bells. Like, I mean, he's like, damn, Chris, man, this is a sexy-ass song. Oh, whew, this is some Michael Bolton, time and tenderness here. Ooh, want to get up in that butt. And uh, then Chris goes, maybe we can start a band, Travis, and call it Blink-166, my age. I'm like, did Chris just admit she's 166 years old? And she goes, maybe I can go on tour and get a Billboard Award. And Corey's like, Yeah. Corey's so yeah. Corey's just like there to like wear silk PJs and say, yeah, 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 you can, Chris, yeah. Uh, So melancholy music now plays, and I know that because I have the subtitles on it. It says melancholy music. We're at Chloe's house. She's in the closet, you guys. This isn't a metaphor. And she's packing up Tristan's clothes. Because remember, she's like, she goes, I'm packing some of them. And I was like, how about packing all of them, Chloe? Why some of them? No. Pack all of them or fucking burn it. I don't know. She goes, it was supposed to be my house and True's house and Tristan's house. And I was like, okay, back to you packing the shit. Pay somebody to do this, girl. Like, this kind of felt a little fake because I only saw one box. And I was like, what are you just, what? She goes, it was really disappointing and heartbreaking. And now she's like leaning on the box. She's like, ah, ah. When something bad happened, I became more of a recluse. I have people in my face all the fucking time. And they pull back and you see the cameras there. Like, you guys. But I felt like this was a planned shot because usually we see the camera pointed at Chloe. And then there's a camera behind it just to get this shot of the cameras looking at Chloe. Because I wanted to believe Tristan that he could change, that I could trust him. True and I were worth changing for. But that's just life. Once again, that True and I were worth changing for. Remember, Tristan not only did this to you, but he did this to his daughter, True. Remember, he does not take claim of his other child that he just had. So why is this the man we want to keep in this, this girl's life, you know? Uh, True now comes in the closet and, you know, laugh, they have a laugh moment. And they're, like, they're like laying all over each other. It's cute. And I'm glad Chloe has True. She goes, things don't always go the way we hoped and planned and needed. And then they do just a shot of a lot of candles lit. And True is hopping over uh, Chloe uh, in in the closet. We cut to um, a trailer. Chloe, Chris, and Kim are there. This is the big photo shoot day, you guys, for Hulu. And Kim goes, we're here at our Hulu photo shoot. Chloe hasn't really left the house. I'm surprised, but at the same time, not. But she is here today. She gets really embarrassed with people looking at her. She must be dying on the inside. She must be dying on the inside. She hates when losers look at her. She must be dying here in our Hulu photo shoot. She goes, even the people working here, she doesn't want to deal with. I'm a little worried about her. <laughs> I'm not going to keep this quiet. I'm going to tell the cameras. And Kim uh, goes, Chloe, can you come, come here with me. And they get to the trailer. And she goes, have you talked to Tristan? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, what do they have to say? And she's like, well, you know, it's mainly yelling on my end. And him trying to plead his case. I'm like, well, we've already let Tristan talk too much. If, you're, if he's even pleading, like, his case. Also, he doesn't have a case. Like, I swear to God, she fell on my dick. And it immediately exploded in her. And that's how that child came to be. I was not even in that room. She sneak attacked me in the bedroom when I woke up with morning wood. I shit you not. I woke up. I was having a sexy dream about you. And all of a sudden, I wake up. She, all of a sudden covers get ripped off this girl jets on top of me like a little ninja like a little mowgli little rain disick and i immediately spurted and the, she ran away after that i don't even know this girl i don't even know her and uh she goes uh, i'm like is this a joke you know, it's disgusting. I didn't buy a ticket to the circus, Chloe says, but I'm watching all these clowns in front of me and somehow all of these clowns keep showing up to the clown show. Uh, she was using clown, and then all they, they put their clown makeup on and the one's got a big clown nose and the one's like a bozo and you got a big curly bozo and then they're like, we're clowns, clown, clown, clown and like honk, 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 Kong, I'm a clown. Like too much clown talk here. I was a Chloe, we, you could just, You know, I get it, clown, you know, like I didn't buy a ticket to the clown show, but she kept talking about clowns. And I was like, wait, what's going on? Is Tristan a clown? Like, is he an actual clown or what? And um, so Chloe's like, I don't want to be on this show, the clown show. And she goes, no matter what he says, it's not going to give me closure. And at this moment, or she goes, true FaceTimes with him every night. She goes, true will not know anything is wrong. She goes, I've done this before. I know how to do it. And she smiles like that knowing smile. And it's like, yo girl, once again, you got to prepare true for the real world. You got to prepare her now to be like, watch out for dudes. Remember like, watch it. You know, like, let's get like, like, I don't know why, why do we, and maybe I, I truly don't understand this because I don't have kids, but I just feel like why, why, what, what is like, once again, you're bending over backwards to make this man look like a hero. To make, like, True will have no idea. He's a piece of horrible shit. Like, he's literally psychotic. She'll never have an idea. It's going to really shock her at some point. Like, when he does something really bad to True, it's going to really shock her because we have not prepared her for this at all. You know what? Am I thinking about this in the wrong way? It just worries me a little bit. And Kim goes, yeah. He finally was like, you know what I got to go do? Um, He he goes, I got to get therapy and look within myself. And you know what? It's just too late. He lost his family. It's just sad. And I'm like, no, it's not sad. He deserves that. And also I thought he's been in therapy. Like all of a sudden he was in. I'm so confused about the timeline because we saw in the first episode where Tristan said he was going to therapy. He was going to therapy by himself and he was going to therapy with uh, Chloe. And by the way, whoever that therapist is, it needs to be fired. Like, oh my God, like who, who's the therapist? Like this therapist needs to put out of business. And I mean, does the therapist even know, does he lie to the therapist as well? I mean, does the, does he come back into the therapist? like, <laughs> big news. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> you know, all that shit I've been talking about. Uh, I have not told you the half of it. <laughs> like, like what? Like if I was a ther- therapist, get down of like, holy shit, I was completely lied to by my patient. And Chloe says, yeah, wow, you just fucked up your whole life. He's doing the same thing. If things, if that was me and I was trying to redeem myself and be a better person, I would definitely just keep my dick in my pants, Kim says. And then Chloe goes, yeah, you would think wear a condom, get a vasectomy or don't fuck random people in different states. It's not rocking science. And this kind of like, it was like, was Chloe kind of saying like, yo, just don't even let me find out. Just fuck a person with a condom if that's going to be your thing. And Kim says, Chloe's going to miss her best friend and the thought and the hope of getting back there. But there was no choice, you know, and she's taking the high road, even if it kills her. Don't let it kill her. Take the low road for once, please. I'm begging you to take the low road. Let's do it one time. Let's see if it works. If it doesn't, we'll go back to the high road. But let's take the low road. Let's see. I bet it's so easy. I bet it's so quick. I bet there's no traffic on the low road. Let's do it. Let's take the low road just this one time. Kim goes, it should be a moment of clarity for you. And she goes, yeah, I'm grateful for the clarity So yeah, super grateful. I am grateful for the clarity. I'm vindicated in a way because I kept saying something is not right here, and people kept saying, No, 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 you're just damaged from before. And she goes, Remember when uh, he said he wanted to split the down payment on the house with me, and my mom said, Let him pay. And I was like, No, I want this for myself. And I'm like, Once again, fucking Chris Jenner. Chris is even let this like, oh, let it let him put down, let him put down some money like Chris. I feel like you're slipping, man. You're slipping. Or you're trying to create drama because you know it's a bad move. Like you're giving out bad advice. Um, and Chloe goes, "I'm not someone that sits in my sorrow and makes that the rest of their life." And Kim says, "Everyone has a lesson, and unfortunately, this one cost him his family." I truly don't know if he super cares. He probably said, it. "Like he be oh boo who, boo, boo me. Oh, everybody feel bad for me. Look at the poor dude." Because girls will respond to that. Oh, boo, 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 boo. I don't think he gives a fuck. Chloe says, "My family is my soulmates." Without them, I don't know how I would survive. And it makes you feel like you can do anything. And what you go through, you'll be okay one day. I will have the fairy tale I hope to have one day. And Chris goes, today, today's shoot for for Hulu, it's a really big deal. And I hate this is happening to Chloe around the holidays, but we will be there for her. And Chloe... uh Chris goes, Chloe. Chloe looks beautiful. We cut to Chloe and True. Now they're, they're, this is like kind of like the finale where, like on Housewives, they put up like, Chloe, you know, opened a Sabaro in Times Square. You know, it's like we cut to Chloe and True sliding into a ball pit in Chloe's backyard, and there's a voiceover. She says, "I've had a lot of disappointment when it comes to Tristan. You can't make people do right by you, and you get hurt, but you have the power when to let people do wrong, and when to when to." Let people stop doing wrong anymore. And enough is enough. Title of the episode, you guys. And uh, then we're back at the shoot. And Courtney goes, we can do, let's do a a silly pose in this picture. And then Courtney's silly pose is just a peace sign. It's like, let's do a silly one. That's a YouTube moment, you guys. You guys are going to die when you do that. You die. I just did a peace sign. And she says, I'm, Courtney goes, I'm focusing on now and the future. And I want to shout this beautiful relationship I am. I drank Travis's <laughs> four <laughs> times a week. We have a slow song. It's like, In the like, this is a sum up of the season. We get a clip package of Kravis, you know, like, oh, and, and then Kylie goes, I'm very excited to have a baby again. My life is about to change for the second time. I love how our lives are always changing. I also love how we never brought up World at all, even though it was a huge tragedy. We chose to bring up Chloe's tragedy instead. Ha <laughs> ha. And then we get clips of Kylie driving with Kendall because one of the only scenes she was even in this whole season. And Kendall goes, Our family is definitely not perfect living life so publicly, but... It can be a bit of a challenge sometimes, but we all have each other's backs no matter what. That felt completely written, that voiceover. Like we keep hitting these same messages again and again, these same lines. Chloe's so strong. We really have each other's backs. So special. Family, family, family. And Kim goes, "Kim, now it's Kim's turn. She goes, life is changing. Everyone can feel it. Everyone can sense it. But it gives me hope that I can be happy again all you can ask for in situations like this is hope. And she goes, I went to dinner the other night and they're like, when it, what are you going to do when you finish law school? And I said, go to med school. And they were like, for real. And I was like, yeah, for real. And then I was like, I might want to do that. I might want to go to med school. There is a fire inside me. And I say, do you dare light the fire? Cause once you light the fire, you can't put it out. This felt oddly threatening. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, she is like first off, is she a pyromaniac? Secondly, if it is a metaphor, then I'm like, "Damn!" Like, what are you? Like, it almost felt I was like I will take over the world one day. <laughs> I'll never stop. This fire is lit. You know, like it really. So we see more photos of the whole season of everybody like having their times. And Chris goes, "We've been incredibly blessed with this amazing show that we do, and to be able to film and try to raise my kid." chris your kids are raised man maybe stop raising your kids and she goes and work hard and create you know careers for my children and live a happy life and we see a talking head of chris on her phone and she's like did it and she's like oh my god what is happening like she's looking down at something on her phone she goes if you could see what is going on in my family and then the producer goes I would love to. And then we get to be continued. Oh, oh my God. And then you guys, the credits start rolling. And guess what? We get a Marvel's post credit scene. Stole this directly from Marvel movies. We get Kim in a talking head goes, Pete, come here. You have to meet Paxi. She is my audio. She's done my audio for 14 years. She's probably seen my vagina, Kim says. And then we hear Pete go, more than me? She goes, not more than you probably, but she's seen it. And then the producer goes, I haven't seen your vagina, Kim. And then Kim goes, you'll get there. It takes time to warm up. We'll get there. Or you could just look at it on the internet. Wink. So we got a little pee to you, like, <laughs> I'm really keeping my eye out for Kanye's Instagram tonight but hopefully he's doing good too and hopefully you guys are doing good. I hope you enjoyed this. We went off, man, another uh, 2 hour. It could have been longer to be honest. I'm really this is this is But I really did love this season and I loved recapping it uh, for you guys. I hope you dug it. And uh, Chris, I hope you dug it, my little Chrissy. Um, But uh, yeah, thank you. We got to find something else to do. I don't know. Like I love talking about the Kardashians and there always is something to talk about. So we'll see what we're going to do. If I'm going to do another show, let me know if you have any suggestions or maybe I'll just take the day off on Thursdays from here on out. Who knows? But thank you. And thank you if you're watching this on YouTube, especially. I really appreciate that. Uh, Look at these baby blue right here that is those are youtube worthy anyways i love you guys and i'll talk to you on friday for real housewives of beverly hills i saw that episode i cannot wait to talk about it
1: holy holy shit betches